I'm Gene Demby, and this is Code Switch from NPR. This is another episode on Asian Heritage Month. Today, we are having a discussion with a podcaster. You may know her as a student who learned about racism in one of the politest countries in the world, Canada. Hello, I'm Audrey Mann, a Chinese-Canadian. I'm currently a student and am the host of The Polite Racist, a Canadian-based podcast that starts a conversation about the racism in Canada. Audrey may sound familiar to Canadian listeners, but to us in America, you may be surprised by the topic of racism in Canada. Since Code Switch and The Polite Racist have similar themes but different countries, we decided to do a collaboration. All right, back to the interview. Before I talk about my origin story, I should tell y'all something. So, there's this idea in Canada that America, no offense, is more racist. I had that mindset too when I was assigned a project. The project was to research about anything we wanted and I picked culture, as I always and still do find it interesting. However, with more exploration, I found that Canada's got its own issues itself. It was hidden under so much national denial and lack of awareness that I wanted to do something. It's been a whole season since I started The Polite Racist, with the aim to bring awareness to this situation. I have to say that you have a good response from the podcast. Um, thanks. This makes me wonder, though, since racism in Canada is such a taboo topic, how was the polite racist when it was starting off? What was the response you gained and what was the lessons you learned from this response? Starting off? That feels so long ago. <laughs> um, the first response after my first few episodes were mixed. I got some emails and voice messages saying that they understood what I was saying and agreed with me, saying that this is a topic that has to come to light. However, there are also a handful of people who said that I didn't know what I was talking about because I was young, confused the quote-unquote utopia with America, and that I wasn't a credible source as I just learned about the situation. After that, I start questioning my abilities. My loved ones supported and cheered for my podcast, and it made me look at the negativity from a different standpoint, from the perspective of what I could learn to sound more credible. If anything, it inspired me to try harder and learn more for the listeners who really adored the polite racist. After that, I just learned to accept and appreciate the good comments and learn from the bad. That's definitely a good way to look at it, Audrey. Now, I'm going to jump a bit here. Now that you've done so much research and read the polite racist for a whole season, how has this changed you? Well, personally, I find myself being more outspoken and emotional than before. There was this one time in my social science class that we were talking about racial issues. From there, I felt the urge to just talk about the situation in Canada. Before, I probably would have never talked about it, but I did and was shocked about the response I got. A few of my classmates also knew about the situation, and we talked about these issues during class. I'm the type that likes learning about the world and hates being helpless to a situation. So 
being able to share this knowledge on racial issues has given me a source of fulfillment and responsibility. The podcast has really broadened my vision of the world and has inspired me to look more into these issues. I see. Since information about racism in Canada is difficult to find, how did you find a new refreshing topic to talk about in every episode? The process is long, to be frank. I first look at recent news to see if anything sparks curiosity or I haven't covered before. Then I gather information from online, news articles, and books. I really do a deep dive to get as much information I can for the episode. If there's been a little to no news that covers a new topic, I look more in depth of issues of racial minorities that I've yet to cover. Then, as I said before, I scour every resource that I can to learn more and produce the best episode I can. I know that there's more books, news articles, and issues that I must look for and read. Unfortunately, that's why the season ended. I found that I needed a break from all this research and all this hate. I hate to admit it, but researching about racism really breaks my heart. I hate that these racial issues are happening and that I can't stop it in the second. Ironically, this is what inspires me and wants me to do more research about it. However, for myself to generate more ideas and for my mental being, I had to make the difficult decision to take a break. I, I will say, though, that I will return with a fresh mindset and be ready to begin this conversation once again. I understand. Honestly, being in this profession, you can't help getting emotional by the sufferings that happen because of something like the color of your skin or our eye shape. I have to agree. So I would like to know, why did you choose a storytelling in a discussion format? When I first started my podcast, I believed that everyone was a walking novel. As that dog walker, that taxi driver, a cashier. Everyone has their own conflict, characters, and themes. When you read a novel or a memoir, the reader must empathize and go through the conflicts alongside the characters. I often find myself crying with the heroes or yelling at my book because of something the villain did. <laughs> um, but anyways, I want to give that same experience to these unknown novels. Personally, when I find that something is unsettling, I first feel hurt, but if it happens too many times, you get numb. It's a natural defense mechanism to stop me from feeling any more hurt. In stories, I find that I take on more pain because there's then no purpose to continue reading if I don't. I know that there's many ways to cope with unsettling news, but since racism is such a heavy topic, I think that people would lack empathy for the situation, shut down, which defeats the purpose of this conversation. In short, I choose to tell these stories in a storytelling format, to break through our natural defense mechanisms, to feel empathetic to others because that's what inspires change. This and with discussing afterwards is like discussing their story and being able to do something about the conflict. And that just leaves you inspired. Again, 
I hate sitting around doing nothing. Something terrible happens. And I know my listeners feel the same. So that asks the question, do you think that racism in Canada will ever be as well known as it is in America? Honestly, I'd love to be optimistic and say, yes, but if I were to really look at Canada right now, at this very moment, I have to say no. From Doug Ford's statement in 2020 about having no systemic racism in Canada, to Canada's terrible history of racially based crimes, to the hate crimes hidden in Canada today, we still have many racially based issues to solve, just like the states. There's the long hidden history of residential schools, the Chinese head tax, the internment of Japanese Canadians, the history of slavery in Canada. Victims of systemic racism of police brutality, like DeAndre Campbell in Brampton, Ontario, and Chantelle Moore in Edmondson, New Brunswick. And then there's a 717% increase of East Asian hate crimes in Vancouver, British Columbia during the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, I'd like to say that, yes, racism will be made aware of and that this will create change. But with these stories... This history and these names and stats, these were not brought to the forefront, never the headlines or the spotlight. If one can say, we don't have racism in Canada, it is not being known. To make change, we must know it, to see it, to understand it. So, from where we are now, no. We can only begin change when we know of the problem. I'm honored that you started this conversation with me, from the awareness to the situation to using stories. Thank you, Audrey, for coming to Code Switch and bringing us this much-needed conversation. This was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in to Code Switch Extra. You can find The Polite Racist wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to the Code Switch crew, and we'll be back next week. This is Gene Dumby. All right, be easy, y'all.